0: Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast with Stephanie Z, where we talk all things faith, love, and healing. I'm so excited to have you as part of our extended family, and I really look forward to meeting you in person soon. Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast with myself, Stephanie Z. We are officially back for Magic Mondays, fam. Oh my goodness. Oh, golly gosh. I am sending you firstly so much love and light and I am so grateful and so thankful and so blessed to be with you here right now whether that is on the day that I've recorded this, whether it is the next day, whether it is in six months, one year, I love you so much. So I recently have had a lot of clients going through a lot of relationship um, challenges currently. Uh, Many Clients, I've either been working with individually, and you know, sometimes depending on where they're at with regards to their own development, I will invite their partner in for a session. Often, I do this a lot when uh, someone has invested in doing a breakthrough, like a six week breakthrough program. And on the last session, I'll extend an invitation uh, to their partner if they have one, like you know, husband, wife. And every single time uh, all of their partners have always said yes. And many of them have not done any type of, you know, personal development or growth. And I always, you know, have so much admiration, so much respect uh, for anyone who is willing, you know, to show up and, you know, try and uh, better themselves or better their relationship or better their family life Um, because it's not easy. And, you know, for many people that are coming into, uh especially our session if you're if you're working with you know their let's say wife at the time and they don't know you and they know that their wife is changing you know it can be quite triggering for husbands um and vice versa you know it goes both ways and so i wanted to talk today about this thing called the crazy eight and this really links into another um, piece that i would love to share with you at the end but we you know, I, you know, I shared with one of my clients last week, we literally had this session and she was like blown away with, you know, what came out of the session and how her and her husband were able to shift things within themselves and their own behaviors that is obviously then going to affect, you know, how they uh, show up with their children. They have three small children and, you know, we were voice messaging back and forth. And I said, isn't this so wild? Like, it's amazing. But I said, we literally had like a 45 minute conversation. And she was like, I know. And I said, look, there is a difference between, you know, coming and just passively listening to something and then never, ever talking about it ever again or never trying to implement everything, anything ever again. You know, if you if you do that, obviously nothing's going to change. But they actually did have a conversation and, you know, her husband actually brought it up with her and they were talking about the notes that they both wrote down. I get the male to write the ones for female and the female to write the ones for the male. And I will explain that to you in a second what that is. And, you know, like I always talk about the five different stages of learning. You know, the first one is learning and then the second is implementation. The third is integration. The fourth is embodiment. And then we go into self-mastery. And so, you know, the messages that I received from this amazing soul uh, over the weekend literally brought me to tears. Tears of like gratitude, tears coming from my heart, just feeling so happy for them and their relationship and their marriage and their family unit. Unit, Like knowing that, you know, you are changing the direct trajectory. Oh, my goodness, what is happening to me today? The trajectory of their whole entire family lineage is huge. And so you may have heard me touch on this before, but even if you heard this before, anywhere else, you know, this is a really important piece to remember. And I learned a lot about this from the amazing man that he's Tony Robbins. And, you know, I went to his date with destiny seminar three times. Uh, and I really made sure that I implemented this. Like a, a few of my friends, we crewed, I met them crewing and then we became friends and we really held each other to this, you know, accountable. And we would start doing this with each other. Uh, and that's how I really started implementing this into my life. And then, I started also doing it with clients and teaching it. So it's like anything, it's like a muscle, you know, why do we have a shower and brush our teeth every day? Because it doesn't last. It's the same when you learn things like, you know, you need to be repeating them for yourself, you know, actually doing them and then speaking it out loud, I find is really, really powerful as well. So for a uh, a man, let's talk about man. What really shuts down a man and emasculates him is when we try to criticize, when we close off, to them, and when we try to control. So, when we criticize, close off, or we'll try to control, those three things are the quickest way to emasculate a man in a heartbeat. And for a female, the quickest way to shut us down. And, and when so a man is really emasculating him, right? Really, I guess, taking away his manliness, right? Being in his true, authentic soul power, not. Not power as in dominance, but power as in grounded, powerful. Uh, and what shuts down a, woman, a woman's femininity is when she feels unseen, unheard, or un- misunderstood. And the other one is feeling unsafe or can't trust. So a woman's first one is when she feels unseen. A woman's second one is when she feels unheard or she feels misunderstood. Same thing. And the third one is she, anytime she feels unsafe or like she can't trust. And so what happens in a lot of relationships, and there are solutions for each of these, by the way, but a lot of the time what will happen in a relationship is that a woman, you know, if you said to uh, a woman right now, hey, babe, or hey, gorgeous, you know, or hey, Steph, fill in the blank. Do you like the, the black dress or the red dress? And it's obviously going to depend on where you're going, right? But very likely, let's say, you know, you're single and you're going out and you're ready to mingle. She might very likely your friend say, babe, wear the red dress. It is beautiful. It's a pop of color. You know, we're coming into spring or it's summer or where we're going. It's going to be such a vibe. You know, the black's more elegant and more like a fine dining dinner. As an example, women always are trying to make things better. It's just the way we're wired. Which lipstick? Which shoe? What earring? do you think? You know, it's just the thing that we do. And a lot of the time we are seeking reassurance or we're seeking validation outside of ourselves, but it's also a way that we connect. Now, if we do this to a man, this totally emasculates a man because this is like stabbing him in the chest, right? Where he feels like we are criticizing. And sometimes this can also be added on of trying to control, right? Right. And so again, a woman's doing it to a woman to make things better, but to a man, it's like, whoa, 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 what is going on here? So this happens in relationships where, <clears throat> excuse me, the woman is trying to make things better, but it comes across as absolute criticism to the man. And then what will end up happening is the man will often naturally be triggered by it or upset by it or whatever you want to say. And he will very likely not want to listen to her anymore, naturally. And so here she is explaining something and he is not being what you call present, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Or getting frustrated at her. And then eventually she might say something like, you're not listening to me. And then he might be like, yes, I am. Like you're literally speaking right now. Like I am listening to you. And then she's like, no, but you're not listening to me. And then he'll get even more frustrated. So firstly, he's being criticized. He's trying to be controlled, telling him what to wear. Then all of a sudden, he is trying to listen, but he's frustrated. And then now you're telling him that he's not listening, right? I'm sure you have experienced this pattern before in your life once or twice. I've definitely practiced this pattern in old relationships. And so what ends up happening is you start going into this crazy eight. So the woman's not feeling heard. Therefore, she's not feeling seen. And now she's feeling like it's unsafe. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean physically. Now, some women might be in a position where if a man gets angry, unfortunately, he doesn't know how to control his temper. And that's a very wounded, immature masculine as opposed to a divine masculine. Uh, But most men are amazing at being able to control their emotions. But it's understandable how they would get frustrated because we're frustrated and they're frustrated and everyone's frustrated. And so what happens is now a woman feels unsafe. As soon as a woman feels unsafe, she's going to shut down and she's going to close off. And what I mean by, you know, sharing when she closes off, what that also means is her femininity. Her femininity. Oh my goodness. Her femininity. Has anyone, have you watched uh, Nemo, Finding Nemo? And then an anemone. And an an anemone. I'm like, femininity. Oh my God. So her femininity will get shut down. Her magnetic energy, her magnetism, right? That energy, that beautiful energy that she usually exudes will no longer be there. And then therefore the male knows that she's now closed off, right? He might not consciously know this, but he feels that energetically that she's closed off. And so everyone is triggering everyone. Now both partners have their swords up and now you're in what I call a stalemate, which is where... You're both in the crazy eight. I call it the crazy eight because it just loops back and forth. He's got his swords up, she's got her swords up, and now you're at a stalemate. And the each person is like, well, I'm not going to admit defeat. No, no, no. I would never do that. And this is what I was going to share earlier on. I want to bring this piece back in. Where a lot of the time in relationships, whether they are romantic or not, when you have two opposing beliefs or two opposing uh, decisions, let's say, right? Two people that do not agree on the same thing. A lot of the time, why you stay in a crazy eight is because both people often get triggered, but in different ways. And what I mean by when they get triggered is most people are not feeling heard or not feeling seen. And that triggers anyone, whether they realize it consciously or not. And then what ends up happening is each person isn't feeling heard. And so what's happening is when each person gets triggered is it's on a deep, 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 deeper level. If we sat together and I kept saying to you, you know, but why, but why, but why? Or, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if you feel X, Y, and Z? You would very likely, 99.9% repeater, get to a limiting belief, and that limiting belief is very likely one of three, either I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, or I'm not loved. Very likely I'm not good enough. And so what happens when people are trying to get their point across, they get triggered and they get even more frustrated because it's actually triggering a deep wound of I'm not good enough. So usually what will happen in a lot of uh, communication between each party is eventually it will get to the point where one will dominate and overpower the other through sheer frustration. They will basically say, I'm putting the sword in the ground, we're ending this conversation, and they will try and either through their words, through their energy, through their behaviour, through the way that they pretend like they don't care, look, this is just the way it is, you know, like whatever, don't even worry about it, you know, especially a female. It doesn't even matter, like, you know, just get over it, like whatever. That is very... Uh, immature, feminine, for starters, that one, wounded feminine, but, and a lot of females, myself included, we've all done this, probably practice this at some stage or another throughout our lives, that is also um, when we're really coming from our lower self, right? We're trying to be dominating. We're trying to be powerful, but we're really not being powerful. It's a fake power, right? And a lot of the time what's happening in that situation is uh, you, we're really trying to manipulate the situation, right, to try and win, and the thing is if you're in a relationship especially with a romantic partner it is not about trying to win you are in a co-creative relationship and being able to you know work on that relationship together and come into a unison where there is unconditional love no matter what's happening is where you desire to get rather than it like a tit for tat tit for tat tit for tat when you're in a tit for tat that you're not in a you're not in an unconditional rela- relationship right and so what will often happen in those situations is one will over overpower the other. And then one will be the submissive one. And they will just go, all right, I'll just keep the peace. And so you often find that in either romantic relationships or friendships, you will be a vibrational match to that type of dynamic. One is dominating and overpowering, and the other one is submissive and retreats. And you may know this in the romantic relationships, right? One will say all the things in the world and the other one will be submissive and retreat, yeah? And as we know, this does not serve or help anyone. This doesn't help anyone. You know, one person is withholding what they really want to say and they're swallowing all their feelings and they're suppressing and repressing. And the other person saying all of these things that, you know, when they actually do calm down, very likely they may regret and have remorse over what they've done because a lot of the time, especially for a female, let's say, a male can sometimes go into aggression and anger and do things that he well, well, well and truly regrets. And then a female can sometimes go into the dark feminine where she burns everyone, right, where she's like a flame, like a a dragon, and she just burns everyone to the ground and then she's like, oh, my God, what have I done? I did not mean to do this. And so I'm sure that you can relate to some, if not all of this in some way, shape or form, whether you've experienced this previously in relationships or friendships, maybe you're going through it now, maybe you've noticed it in other, you know, uh, friends or family dynamics. And a lot of the time when we're learning about things, especially when we're hearing things for the first time or we're hearing it again, it's very easy to relate to other people. Like it's very easy to put the lens and go, oh, it's that person, it's that person. Oh, yeah, my sibling or my... Friend or my cousin or whoever it is, oh, they have this going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than actually looking within and realizing that, oh, I've actually also got this going on too. And unless you have learned this and unless you are someone who is in a full-blown, secure attachment-style relationship, which is your parents have done a significant amount of inner work on themselves and you are transcending the levels of consciousness, very likely you have some of these things going on. And so there are definitely solutions uh, to each of these. And the one that I will share initially is when a man feels criticized, the solution is to give him admiration and appreciation. So anytime you're, rather than criticizing, it's admiring and appreciating and turning him instead into the hero. Anytime that you turn him into the hero, he is always going to feel more than willing to actually, you know, serve and be of service to his lady or his family or community or whatever it might be. The second one is any time that a woman is, you know, closing off, the solution for him is for us to be open and playful, to come back into our open and playful energy. And the third one is any time that we are trying to control, the solution to that is to give freedom and love. Freedom and love. That is a solution there for the males. So with the females, anytime that we feel unseen, we need to have attention, ATFT, all the beep time. <laughs> you can fill in what any word you like there. So the opposite or rather the solution, same thing, but the solution sounds much much more appealing to Feeling unseen is to give attention. Now, when we're feeling unheard or misunderstood, the solution for us is to give us real presence. This is where I was going back to sharing the story where the man was like, I'm listening, but he's like really angry. And he's sort of like semi-walking out the door like of the bedroom when you're talking about something or grabbing his phone and he technically is listening, but what she's really trying to say when she's like, you're not listening, is I don't feel heard, which is actually another way of saying I don't feel you're being present with me because a lot of the time when we're needing to have courageous conversations, we really need someone to be present with us. And then the third one for a woman is anytime that she feels unsafe or like she can't trust, this is when she becomes, like a joke about a piranha, you know, when she's got to ask a million questions And she's like, where are you going? What are you doing? You know, and I'm sure we've all experienced this way back in the day when we were younger, but there are some women that still, you know, their husbands go away on a work trip or, you know, they uh, go away on with like a box or something, you know, or they're whatever it might be. They're doing something and she might be like, so what time are you going to be home and where are you guys going and where are you going to go after that? And a lot of questions. What is actually happening is that she's actually feeling unsafe or like she can't trust and what she's actually trying to explain and express is that I really need some extra reassurance right now. And women, you tell them right now that you love them and that it's all good and then you walk out the door, drive out the driveway and they're already feeling uncertain again, right, and needing that like they can't trust. And this is why, you know, doing inner work is so powerful and I'm such an advocate for it because, Going back to the other conversation I was talking about where, you know, you have the dominant one and the submissive one. When you get to a place of understanding what's going on underneath the human and you've worked on your own limiting beliefs and your own wounds, the only reason we get triggered by things is when we have an unhealed wound, when something is open, right? And when someone is touching something that is unhealed, imagine like a cut being open all over, imagine like wounds all over, all over your body. If someone comes along and they touch it, you are going to jump. If someone really puts their finger in there, you're going to like, hello, what is going on here? But when you have able to like, you know, work through them and you've healed them and cleared them up, someone comes along and touches you, you don't even flinch. And that's really where we want to get to. So that when someone comes to you, whether they are angry, sad, frustrated, or they're needing to express some, something to you that's really pressing on their heart, you, you don't get triggered by it that you're able to you know, zoom out for a second, lean back for a second, truly be present, truly make them feel heard, make them feel seen, and realize if they are triggered by something, they're triggering themselves, for starters. We don't trigger anyone, we trigger ourselves. So if you feel triggered by someone, which is that feeling of like that icky feeling, right, whenever you have that feeling, no one's triggering you, you're triggering yourself, it's your own wounds. They're just touching an unhealed wound. So, when you're able to take responsibility for your own stuff, that's when no one gets upset anymore because you're like, oh, actually, oh, that just triggered me. Oh, but hang on. I'm the one who's currently feeling like I'm not good enough. Oh, that's because when I was growing up, I never got attention from my dad. And no matter what I did, nothing was ever good enough. So, look, I'm going to take ownership and responsibility right now for my part. You know, thank you for sharing what you have with me. You know, I understand, you know, I mentioned it, it triggered me, but I realized that this is actually my stuff. It's not your stuff. You're just touching my wound. Thank you for letting me see where I'm yet to grow, where I'm yet to expand and have, you know, wisdom, yeah? Our lessons, when we're able to learn lessons, when we're able to heal, we get the lessons and we learn. And when we get the lessons and we learn, we then create wisdom, But wisdom does not come unless you choose to delve into healing the past, which we all have things, whether we realize it or not, and you learn the lessons from it and you implement and you keep contemplating and you keep growing and you keep, you know, it's not just like, oh, I've done the thing now. It's like having the shower or brushing your teeth and you go, I've done it once and now I'm good for the rest of my life. It doesn't work like that. Our bodies change every seven years. Our whole entire cells, like every single piece of us is regenerated, every single piece. So we have to remember that we are constantly growing and evolving. We are not meant to stay the same. All right, beautiful fam. Well, I am sending you so much love and light. It is quite late here on Monday evening, but it was on my heart to actually share this right now. So I honored what was channeling through and I feel like It's totally have gone. It's totally landed in your heart. It's totally landed in your heart is my hope and that you've taken at least something away that's, you know, landed differently if you have heard this before or something that, you know, is new. So I love you so much. I'm very excited because over the next coming weeks, we've got some beautiful guests coming up. And there might be some males as well. (laughs) All right, beautiful fam, I will speak to you soon. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of my extended family. And if you would like to learn more about the Soul Circle and Soul Power Experience, there are links below in the description box for you to fill out. And as I always say, from my heart to your heart, I love you.